to this message from Valley Bible Fellowship. It is our sincere prayer that you are richly blessed through the ministry of the Word. For more information about VBF, visit our website at vbf.org. Now, here's Pastor Josh Vietti. How you guys doing? You're expecting my dad, I know, I get it. But, that's all right. That's all right. We're switching out. He's uh, next, uh, actually, I don't know about next week, but he's going to start doing uh, second and third once a month. He's, he's trying to be everywhere at once. And I've, I, I told him, I said, Dad, you are everywhere at once. You're online. You're good. But uh, he wants to be close to the people, so he's in Las Vegas today. He's at our sister church in Vegas and yeah, I think we, he should have the, uh, the ability to do that. A lot of you guys don't know, uh, we, he, he's planted a few churches, and uh, some of the pastors and people that have come through Valley have also planted churches. So we have churches all over the place, uh, and some are connected to us still, some aren't. Uh, but we've got uh, Las Vegas, which is a different entity, but it's still uh, connected to us, very, very much so. And uh, we have uh, Pastor Brad's over in Ventura. And uh, we're still connected, and we're friends. We're not connected uh, uh, legally, but we're connected as friends, and we're, we're the body. I was thinking about it just, just as I'm standing there waiting to walk out, and uh, I was thinking, you know, this is a family business. And uh, I don't, I, I'm not talking about just me, my dad, and Pastor Jim over in Thousand Oaks. It's a family business with all of us, right? We're all together in this. And uh, if you consider yourself part of the church, uh, you are family to me. And to my dad and to all of us. And uh, Valley Bible started, oh, 1975-ish in East Bakersfield. And uh, we've expanded from there. There's a, uh, I met a guy, I want to give a shout out to you, and hopefully he's listening today, a guy named Michael Nobles, who, um, uh, man, four or five years ago, maybe even longer, maybe six or seven years ago, he uh, connected with us at an event. I think Brian Welch was speaking here. And he actually uh, lives in the Bay Area, and he started his own pod. He started his own little small group, and they watch VBF all the time, and they consider themselves as part of our church. And the other day, he drove down just for Man Cave, man, and I thought, this guy, he's got some commitment. He feels like he's part of the family. And uh, I know sometimes it's hard for us to wake up and make it to church, and uh, I know it's hard for us to sometimes even turn it online. I think that's probably even harder sometimes because, you know, it's, you're competing with your kids' voices in the background, and you have to do the dishes and all these things. But I would just encourage you to listen today because we're starting a new series that um, I think is going to be the bedrock of the vision moving forward. Uh, my dad's so cool. He's, he and I have been talking a lot together. We've been hanging out together a lot, and I hope we get to hang out a lot more. I was this close, I mean this close, to moving up to Bear Valley where he's at, and um, all of my friends kept praying that I would stick around, and then I started uh, working on this series, and I thought, you know what, I need to be closer to the people, and um, that's not the only reason. There's other reasons, but I was like, I'm here in Bakersfield, and I've got a lot of work to do, and i got a lot of people to talk to and to hang out with. And uh, I used to feel a lot of pressure in this, in this position, and now it's gone, and it's because I'm sharing it. 
I'm sharing it with everybody else. Um, people are saying, people always ask me, how, are you, how, are you, how do you think you're going to be able to take over after your dad? I'm like, I'm not taking over after my dad. We are. All of us. We're all going to be here. And he's not going anywhere anytime soon. You see him? He's, he's, he's got way more energy than I do. Way more. So, so uh, we're, you ask what the plan is? The plan is we're here today. That's what the plan is, all right? And, um, and we've got some things to talk about today. We're starting a new series called We Are One. We are one. We, are one. we have one love, God, through Jesus, right? We have one body, the body of Christ, that's us, and we have one mission. And so we're going to start this off today. It's going to be a six-week series. And um, I'm starting it today, and, uh, and uh, Nicole Dickey is going to end it. Um, on April 3rd, and uh, we're trying to get a worship night involved in there, too, to put some of this stuff into action. But I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about this. Uh, I've been working with the creative team, actually, basically, a lot of the younger pastors and a lot of the people that are here, not, even, not all the younger, everybody, really. And we've been meeting together, and we've been working, so it's a new thing, so it's a collaborative effort. So if the sermon stinks, you can blame it on them, not me. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> Bob, it's nice to see you, Bob, in the same spot every day. Every Sunday. See, I, I, I never do second service anymore. I feel like I, I haven't, I missed you guys, right? I missed you guys. Let's pray. All right. Father, we just thank you so much for who you are. Honestly, God, thank you. Thank you for being with us before COVID and all the things that happened before that. Thank you for being with us during. Thank you for being with us during some of the biggest attacks that the enemy has ever thrown our way. I thank you for that, Lord. I praise you, God. I thank you so much, Lord. I really do. And I thank you for being there for me, Lord. I thank you for allowing me to do this one more time. I pray, Lord, that you would speak through me today. I pray, God, that you would show us exactly what you want to show us and that you would speak. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So we are one. I'm going to start with Ephesians. I'm going to read a lot of Bible uh, verses today. Are you guys okay with that? We're going to get in the Word a little bit. Ephesians 4, 1 through 6 says this, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, this is Paul speaking, entreat you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. Now, the word calling means invitation, okay? It's basically like you got an invite to a party, all right? You got an invite to a special event that uh, you're going to dress up for and you're going to go to. So we've all been called, all of us, all of us, and some of us have uh, taken God up on that call and some of us haven't, right? Verse 2 says, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing forbearance to one another, in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. By the way, I don't think I told you that today's message is, uh, is the week one is united by love. So we're talking about love first and the unity that it brings. So verse 3, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body. One body. Say it with me. One body. There's one spirit. Just as also you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. One. There's one God. We all serve the same one. That's what we have in common today. A lot of you guys come from different places, right? We come from, uh, some of you came from a rough neighborhood. You grew up getting, having to fight. You, you knew that every time you left your house, you're gonna, you had to be careful, right? 
Some of you grew up without, without a mother, without a father. Some of you grew up without either, right? Some of you had to, had to be on your own since you were 15 years old, maybe earlier. Some of you didn't. Some of you grew up in a, in a house that seemed perfect, but you had all kinds of other issues. And you walked out of the house and you had to act perfect because your family wanted you to, right? Some of you grew up in, uh, in Bakersfield, California, right? Some of you grew up outside of Bakersfield, California, and you were lucky. I appreciate that. Listen, I, I love Bakersfield. I love it. I keep coming back. Keep coming back. I can't leave this place. You know why I can't leave this place? Honestly, it's because of you guys. It's because of you guys. That's what it is. It's because my family's here, right? So one God, one spirit, one body. And in verse 3, it said that we must be diligent to preserve that. Diligent to preserve that. That's what we should do. How many of you guys this week thought, I'm going to make sure that I am unified with the body of Christ this week? And I'm going to work hard at it. I'm going to pay attention to it. If somebody complains to me, I'm going to ask them why they're complaining. If somebody hurts me, I'm going to go to them and I'm going to talk to them. Not in anger. I'm going to ask them why. When uh, there's a conflict that arises, I'm going to investigate, right? I'm going to work on this. I'm going to help preserve the unity, the unity of the church. How many of you guys have ever been offended by someone in the church? I'm raising my hand. Have you? Oh, man. How many of you guys have offended somebody in the church? Yeah. Same hands. That's weird, right? I don't know what that means. I think it means that uh, we need to be able to say, oops, and move on, right? The word diligent means to use speed. The Greek word means to use speed, to make effort, be prompt or earnest, it means you jump at the opportunity. You jump at the opportunity to preserve unity. When you see a quarrel, when you see a fight, you go and talk to them. I've been practicing something wild lately. It is wild. When, when people have a problem with me, I talk to them. <sighs> Instead of talking about them. And it is a lot better. How many of us have wasted tons of energy with fighting a cold war with people and you could have easily, easily, easily fixed the problem within five minutes? A few weeks ago, a couple of our leaders, they were having some issues with each other. And so I stepped in. I said, let's meet. They looked at me like, what? Let's meet. Let's talk. Let's get together. And what could have taken weeks took 15 minutes to resolve. 15 minutes. Because when you talk to people face to face, you realize, oh, we're, we're the same. We actually do love each other. We're just hurt. And so if you are hurt by somebody, go to them. If you have hurt somebody, go to them. Be humble, right? Say, hey, how can I help you? So unity is on the table this morning. That's what we're talking about. Unified by love. There's two ways that unity is attacked, right? First, unity is attacked by confusing people and distorting the truth. Confusing people and distorting the truth. How many of you guys have realized lately that it is hard to find a good source of truth? Right? Well, I have, I have some words for you this morning. It's not CNN that God's going to look to to 
or Fox News or any of it. It's you and I. We are going to be the people who speak the truth. And, I'm, and, and, and there's two parts to that. There's speaking the truth, right? Jesus is the only way. We're together, like uh, speaking the, the word of God to each other, right? There, there's that part. There's also the part where it's just being honest with people. Being honest. My wife and, and, and my whole family, everyone tells me, you talk too much, you talk too much. And I agree, I do. But lately, I just, I'm, I'm very positive. I'm trying to be kind, and I'm trying to just strike up conversations. I'm naturally an introvert, so I've been practicing uh, uh, talking to people. And I've learned that it's actually not that hard. It's not that hard. People are cool, man. They want to talk. But I end up talking too much. I get it. But I'm taking a new um, inventory of my own ways, my own habits, and I'm making sure that when I do speak that it's encouraging. I'm trying really hard to do that. You know, it's funny. Uh, the, wor- the worst of me is probably at home with my, f- with my wife and kids. And they're the ones that I need to be pouring in the most. And um, so I'm trying. I'm trying to be encouraging to these little ones. They, they, my little two-year-old, so funny, but also so mean. <laughs> and then so nice again. She's like, uh, she's like the Sour Patch Kids. Remember those commercials? So cool. She reminds me of me. The second way that unity is attacked is it's attacked by making us into cowards that think that the worst sin in the world is to be socially unacceptable. You know what the uh, definition of socially acceptable is? It means that you have to act just like everybody else, and if you don't, they're coming after you. Let me ask you guys, have you guys ever observed a crowd Went to a Dodger game this year, and um, I got my Dodger cup right here. Go Dodgers this year. I hope they win everything. How is it that we hardly – do we have Giants fans here? How many of you guys could care less about baseball? All right. Okay. Fair enough. So we went to a Dodger game, my buddy and I, and we sat in the bleachers. Different world. Different world out there in the bleachers. You got to be a little gangster out there. And, uh, and if you're not a Dodger fan, you better pretend to be because. Uh... But if, you, if you've ever observed a crowd, right? You ever observe a crowd? Crowds are dumb. They're dumb. They're, they do the wave, right? This guy's like irate that the hot dog guy's walking away. Hey, man, He's drinking, throwing, yelling at each other, right? Crowds are just dumb. They are. Have you ever had a good conversation with a crowd? We're not a crowd, right, by the way. This is not a crowd. This is, I know that's what you're thinking. It's not what I'm saying. It's not what I'm saying. You guys aren't dumb. You aren't dumb. <laughs> this is church. This is different. This is different. I'm talking about the crowd. I'm talking about them, not us. Not us. You guys want to do the wave? Start over here. Let's just do it. <laughs> Beach balls. <laughs> Honestly, truthfully, God is really good at what he does. You see, all of us together, we're all different, right? But he takes us individually, and he gives us a calling. And then he gives us gifts, which we're going to talk about spiritual gifts in the, next, in the coming up weeks. 
And he fits us together perfectly. I was frustrated this week. I looked down on the ground, and there's a pile of socks. Big pile. Not one of them had a match. Not one. And I thought, this is the church. This is the church right here. We're all a little bit mismatched. But God makes it something wonderful, doesn't he? Without God, it's, we're nothing. We're a crowd with God is what we are, right? Look at uh, Philippians 2, 1 through 2. Philippians 2. <laughs> it's funny. I got to work on those notes for next service. Uh, Philippians 2, 1 through 2. If there, for there is any encouragement, this is Paul speaking, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Sounds easy, doesn't it? Paul's saying, be unified. Be focused in the same direction. And then uh, he, he's so brilliant because he tells us to do something that, that is probably not very easy to do unless you know the secret sauce, unless you know how to do it, right? And so he gives us the secret, the biggest secret that you can ever be given, and I'm going to give it to you guys right now. It says here in verse 2-3, two, 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 it says, this is how you do it. That was the what. The what is to be unified no matter what. This is the how. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit. But with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. I always joke and I say, this is the only church in town where uh, you can have a restraining order against somebody and still come to the same service. You, just, you guys didn't know the table's over there. That's restraining order se section. So just please exit your exit. Don't talk to each other on the way out. Look, I'm sure that there's somebody here that you wouldn't get along with necessarily, right? There's somebody here that you might not gel with. And, 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 and Paul's not saying be best friends. He's not saying hang out with everybody that you, need, uh, that you have to hang out with. What he's saying is be humble, serve, look out for other people, whether they deserve it or not. That's the attitude that we should have. Verse 4 says, do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, right? So unity is so important, but another way that unity is attacked is, uh, is by, and I've seen this lately, is by affecting our language, how we talk to each other, what we say to each other. It's funny how uh, social media, I found out really early on that it was dangerous because I used to go to a bunch of conferences and I uh, learned all about you know, uh, Facebook and, and Twitter and all the, all the things, which we love you, Facebook, don't take us off. Um, but uh, there's a side to it, right? It's like, uh, you, you think that the internet, when the internet was invented, you think that everybody would have just uh, become more unified now, you know, and we'd get along better. And, you know, now we have all the information, the world's going to get better and better, but that's not what happens. What happens is somebody opens up Facebook and sees somebody and they're like, oh, I, that's just a person far, far, far away from me, and I don't like their view. I'm going to tell them what I think. And then it goes from there, very far downhill, right? Be careful what you write on social media because it stays. It's going to be the history book of the future. Your grandkids 
are going to be able to look up what, whatever you posted. So think about that late on a Saturday night when you're out with your friends and just think about it, right? Or when you're, when you're typing up that political post. It's important. But language, it's huge. I'm trying to think of how much time I have. I don't have a lot of time, but I'm, I, I feel like I need to get through this next part. I'm just going to have to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to breeze through it right now. I'm going to have to do the rest next week, which you're not going to be at this service. I'm not going to be at this service, but you can watch it online, okay? So Acts 2, 1 through 12. I'll just try to hurry. This is the uh, moment that the Holy Spirit comes upon the church. It's the day of Pentecost. It says, when the day of Pentecost uh, had come together, had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now there were, de- there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were bewildered because they were each hearing, they were, they, they were each one hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and marveled, saying, why are not all these who are speaking Galileans? You see, there were Jews of all different nations and all different cultures there. And when they came, when the Holy Spirit came, the effect of the Holy Spirit was that all of a sudden they could all hear in their own language. Something beautiful was happening. God was speaking through somebody who spoke one language, and he was communicating to somebody else who spoke a different language. And I've always thought of that in in terms of cultural differences and how different we are here at church. And how God uses us to speak to each other. When the Holy Spirit moves... We all start to speak the same language. There's clarity. There's unity, right? When we worship, when we love God with our heart, we start feeling this love and we start feeling this connection with others because God loves them too. And we start getting into the game, right? In Genesis 11, there's an interesting story um, that I think parallels with with the uh, story of of Pentecost. Uh, Genesis 11, we have the, the story of the Tower of Babel. Very strange story. It's, uh, it's in the Bible. It's right after the flood, okay? Well, we don't know how long after the flood, but the flood happens, and God, God creates man. Man falls. Uh, then it, the corruption increases upon the earth, and, um, and God basically sits the, hits the reset button. He calls this man named Noah to build an ark. He floods the entire earth and starts over with Noah and his family, right? He hits the reset button. And... Um, and after Noah lands and his family, uh, you know, uh, populates the earth again, what happens is corruption begins to happen again, right? It, it slowly goes downhill. And then God sits, sets the reset button again. We have the, we have the Tower of Babel. I'm just going to paraphrase it in Genesis 11. In the Tower of Babel, the whole world speaks the same language. They're unified, right? They, they speak the same language. Uh, they decide to build together. They get together and say, let's build together. Let's make a name for ourselves in case, in case God comes and wants to spread us apart. Let's, let's, let's unify, right? And um, God comes down and sees what they're doing. They're building a tower to reach heaven. And it implies that they are trying to be gods themselves. They're trying to reach God on their own. They're trying to do their own thing, right? They're trying to um, create AI where they can live forever kind of thing, right? Like that's kind of what's happening now. And so God looks at them, and he disperses them, and he confuses their language. 
You know, there's a lot I can say about this story. It's very interesting that it's there. But there's two lessons that I want to focus on. First, unity is not always a good thing. Okay? Unity is not always a good thing. The Nazis were unified. Right? It's not always a good thing. Unity in the right direction is a good thing. Unity in love is a good thing. Unity in love for God, for each other, that's a good thing, right? The second thing is there's great power when we start to communicate to one another. And so if our hearts are right, then we can communicate to one another correctly. And so we're going to do communion this morning, and I'm way late. I didn't realize how late I was. And so um, if you need to leave, I, the time is, is I, I'm, I'm, I, I, this is the VBF cardinal sin, going too long. Um, I have 17 minutes? My dad only gives me 20 minutes. What's going on here? He's been taking all that time? You've got to be kidding me. I'm always stressed out in my mind. Thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Dad. I'm going long. I'm going your, your distance today. All right. Goodness. All right, well, I, feel, I feel good. Let's go back. I'm just kidding. Um, so so, so in, in the point, I want to get back to the point, though. <laughs> we need to communicate to one another. But, but it is so imperative that we have the right heart. It is so imperative that we have the right perspective. It's so imperative that we communicate to each other in love, not just whatever spouts out of our mouth. And that means that we need to be connected at a deeper level. And one of the ways that we're going to start doing that is we're going to do communion. And um, we're going to start doing that today. We're going to try to do it uh, more regularly, um, but we're going to do it differently. I'm going to have the worship team come out. And while they do, I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures about communion and what it means. First of all, I want to say this. Communion, we all think of communion as a commitment to Christ, which it is. But we also know through the word that, the, that, that Christ is, uh, that we are the body of Christ. So I believe that, com that communion is not just a commitment to him, but it's also a commitment to each other. That we are also, uh, that we are all connected on a deeper level in our DNA, in our blood, that we truly are family. I see a lot of uh, people that don't look exactly like me, but we're family, man. We're family, right? We are. And it's because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Matthew 26, uh, 26 through 29 says this. While they were eating, Jesus took some bread. And after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And when he had taken up a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you, uh, with you in my Father's kingdom. So Jesus is, uh, the context here is he's about to be crucified. And before he's crucified, he, he does this ritual with them where he passes them the, the, the wine or the juice, and he passes them the, the bread, and he says, this is how you're going to get by. This is how you're going to do it. I have to leave? And, and I don't think they quite grasped what he was saying yet. And I think, he was, I think he was heartbroken because he had to leave them. 
I think that was honestly the, the, the thing that bothered him the most, was he had to leave these men, these young men that he built a relationship with. And he said, I have to leave. I have to do this for all mankind. But here's how you're going to get by. You're going to get by by doing this together. You're going to get by by, by by consuming the blood and to realize that that same blood flows through each and every single one of you. You're going to get by by consuming my body and realize that you are part of the, my, my body. You are me. That's who you are. And we have that same... Uh, invitation today is to become uh, one with him. And if we do that, and then we choose to, to walk in courage and we, we choose to communicate with one another, this could be a beautiful thing. We might just get through the next few years. Because listen, guys, COVID was round one, okay? That was round one. We're up for more. And we need to be stronger than ever. Look at Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grass. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. One more scripture and then we're going to pray and then you can, they're going to play, you can worship. If you feel like you need to take communion, just walk up grab the elements and go back and do it yourself. If you don't feel like you're in a place to do it today, that's okay. Just worship, just pray. And um, let's read this last scripture, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-seven through 28. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So this idea of examining yourself, maybe you're here today and you're like, I don't, I, I, I've, I've sinned too much this week. I'm not going to do communion. Well, the beauty is you can just examine your heart and say, hey, I want a fresh start and then just get back into it, okay? Listen, it doesn't matter how many uh, yards, how many miles you think you've ran away from God. He follows you. He, he, he's not going to let you go, okay? He's not going to let you go. How many of you that have been, how many of you guys that have been saved for a while, how many of you guys are perfect, Look around. Hey, if, you, if you're feeling bad about yourself today, look around. We're all in the same boat. We need Jesus, man. And you know what? You know what? You know what? Believe it or not, believe it or not, we also need each other. Right? We are the body of Christ. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you do. And Lord, I pray, God, that we would have a new commitment to you today. We would also have a new commitment to each other today. And that we would look out for each other. That we would be each other's brothers and we would be each other's sisters. And that we would love each other with a deep love, realizing that the same blood flows through all of our veins. Lord, that we walk with the same DNA that you walked with, Lord. That we are your children, we are your servants, and we are your friends and family, Lord. I pray, God, that you would anoint this church, God. I pray that you give us what we need for the week. And I pray that this right here, this sermon, this time, this communion, this moment would be the beginning of a new courage that we all have to look out for each other. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Thank you for listening. We pray that this message has ministered to your heart. If you don't already have a church you call home, we invite you to join us at Valley Bible Fellowship for worship, Bible study, fellowship, and more. We're at 2300 East Brundage Lane in Bakersfield, California, near Mount Vernon and Freeway 58. Reach us by phone at 661-325-2251 or visit our website at vbf.org. Here is our King, here is our Lord.